What is going on, movie lovers? Welcome back to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is edition number 238. Whew. This is the podcast where every week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. As always, I'm your host, Matt Craig. Thank you so much for listening. This week we're talking about Bottoms, which is the teen sex comedy <laughs> starring uh, Ayo Edebiri and Rachel Sennett. Um, which did really well in a very limited release this past week and will be expanding wider. Uh, Because of that success, we'll talk about why you may want to go out to see that one. And we'll also be talking about a movie I hope you don't go out to see, which is Gran Turismo, which is also doing well at the box office. And then, obviously, uh, a couple older movies and movies that you can check out this weekend. Before we get started, I do want to let you know that uh, you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Mr. Matt Craig or through my newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com. That's where you can let me know what movies you're watching, um, what movies I should be watching, or what I can hit on on future in future episodes. And as for this episode, let's start with Bottoms. The golden age of studio comedies has long since passed. Now Adam Sandler is doing Netflix movies with his daughters. Will Ferrell is doing voiceover lines for foul-mouthed CGI dogs. Eddie Murphy doesn't even crack a smile in Nude People. One of the most common reasons given for the demise of these movies is the proliferation of comedy on the internet. Need a laugh? Go to YouTube or TikTok where you can hook your metaphorical arm into a never-ending IV bag of insane stunts, tricks, and boundary-pushing humor. Murphy's Trading Places, for example, now sounds like the premise of a Mr. Beast video titled, I traded places with a homeless person for $2 million. If movies must adapt or die, then Bottoms has firmly chosen option one. It's part of the new wave of Gen Z sensibility that has begun creeping into our entertainment, either in dead-eyed apathy for serious movies like The Fallout or Euphoria, or in heightened absurdity with comedies like Bodies, 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 or, well, Euphoria. (laughs) 28-year-old director Emma Seligman has found her muse in Rachel Sennett, a star of Bodies, as well as Seligman's breakthrough debut, Shiva Baby, which I really liked, and you can find my uh, review on a previous episode. And now, Sennett is a co-writer of this raunchy high school sex comedy about a pair of self-proclaimed losers who start a fight club in order to pick up girls. It's the kind of horned-up premise that we've seen many times before. I mean, it's our last year of high school and our last chance to get laid, said every teen movie protagonist ever, with the twist being that this time it's girls pining after girls. Even after 12 years, or even 12 years after Bridesmaids, there's a certain humor to be mined from shameless, misbehaving females, and this movie teems with gleeful energy because of it. In every way, Bottoms foregoes realism in order to push things to their absolute limit. It's classic internet-era overstimulation. The characters are outlandish, the situations are ridiculous, the violence is bloody, the cringe makes your skin crawl. I can't help but think that adapting that big silver screen comedy experience onto slightly slicker, into a slightly slicker and more expensive version of what you might see on TikTok cheapens the thrill, but nearly every 10-second clip of this movie would make a funny TikTok, something the movie is no doubt counting on from a marketing perspective. By the terms of theater-released comedy movie, this one is very funny, thanks mostly to the dynamite leading performances of Senate and Ayo Edebiri, better known as Sid from The Bear, who might have the highest approval rating of any actor in Hollywood at the moment. 
I didn't realize until later that Senate and Edabiri used to do Comedy Central sketches together. They're on YouTube and you should check them out. But, I mean, that makes sense when you see this movie because their chemistry and timing are perfect. And while Senate might be the next great comedy star, it's Edabiri who shows a deft touch on more sensitive moments. Her career arc, and I don't say this lightly, is starting to look very much like Greta Gerwig or in that zone. Plus, this movie has the secret weapon, the cheat code, the truth. My brother and I repeat over and over to each other, it's this. Add Marshawn Lynch to anything, and instantly it gets a hundred times better. The former NFL legend is quite simply one of the funniest people on the planet. And I'd call him an incredible actor here if I was fully convinced that he knew he was acting in this movie as a teacher at the school who becomes the Fight Club's faculty advisor. Every single moment he's on screen was an audible laugh from me and everyone else in my screening. I'm not exactly sounding the alarm bells at the return of big screen comedies because of this project. If I had to diagnose the reasons, the reason they don't make them in mass anymore, it's because people are content to wait for them to come to streaming. There's no eventization. There's no motivation to go out to the theater. And I don't think bottoms changes that. But as August turns into September and the summer heat refuses to go away, you could do much worse than an actually funny comedy at your local theater. Every week, I give you something new, something old, and something to stream. This week, something new is also in theaters. I went out to see Gran Turismo. And really, Gran Turismo, I mean, this was supposed to be my featured movie of the week. It was a big movie. Um, And after seeing it, now I've gone back and forth about whether this movie should be considered the worst of the year so far. It represents everything I don't like about movies in 2023. And while it's not wholly incompetent, I do think it's creatively bankrupt. You can't get any more representative of the dual 2023 trends of movies trying to mimic video games, you know, like I've talked about this with John Wick and Mission Impossible 7, John Wick 4, Mission Impossible 7, Extraction 2, and movies about inanimate brands. I mean, we've gotten Tetris, Hot Cheetos, Air Jordans, Blackberries, Beanie Babies, Barbie, uh, Pinball. Anyway, you can't get any more representative of both of those trends than this based on a true story plot about Nissan's promotional stunt to put the best video game driver behind the wheel of an actual race car. The whole movie reeks of corporate sign-offs and proper brand presentation. It's Sony's shameless attempt to capitalize on the Formula One popularity boom yet it's simultaneously not authentic enough with its racing to appeal to the fans of F1 Drive to Survive and not compelling enough in its dramatic licenses to match something like Tom Cruise's Days of Thunder. The plot is a ripoff of Top Gun, and the CGI is so bad, I almost think the video game graphics would be better. Newcomer Archie Madekwe, I guess, is miscast, in my opinion, in the lead role. And while Orlando Bloom looks the part of an F1 principal, he plays it with about as much subtlety as a sledgehammer. David Harbour holds the pieces together as best he can, but I wince at some of the lines he's given to read. This movie makes you realize how freaking special Ford vs. Ferrari was. The fact that this movie is doing well at the box office, finally unseating Barbie at number one, it legitimately discourages me. It goes for the feel-good, inspiring sports movie hoorah moments in such a juvenile and obvious way that I can't believe anyone would fall for its charms. Yet in my theater, 
as I'm sure others, people were clapping and cheering when our hero inevitably wins by a split second. Seriously, we are better than this, people. If you listen to this podcast, if you read my newsletter, you're better than this. You're better than Gran Turismo. This week, something old came out in 2003. It's Old Boy. This past Sunday was National Cinema Day, which meant that all movie tickets were $4. While most people seemingly rushed out to see Barbie or Oppenheimer again, the two have combined for nearly $900 million domestically. I went to this awesome art house theater celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Park Chan-wook's Korean thriller, Old Boy. It's a difficult story to summarize because of the twisty plot, but think like the Count of Monte Cristo, where a guy turns himself into a superhero while wrongly imprisoned and then sets out to get his revenge. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year full stop, a true masterpiece, both in its technical construction and in its storytelling. It's funny, violent, exciting, and emotional all at the same time. A total, total can't miss for any cinephile. This week's Something to Stream is on Hulu. It's How to Blow Up a Pipeline. It's my number four movie of 2023. It just hit streaming. And in case you all didn't listen to or read my glowing review from the spring, this tense thriller is about a group of disgruntled young people who decide to bomb a Texas oil pipeline to protest the industry's effect on climate change. Its title is provocative, but the story works as an edge-of-your-seat adventure more than a treatise on eco-terrorism. It's the type of movie that puts its director and young ensemble cast on the map for future projects, and at a tight 100 minutes, it's going to crush it on streaming for years to come. I would encourage you to go back, listen to that episode, or read my uh, newsletter on How to Blow a Pipeline, and then check it out on Hulu. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. I really appreciate you listening. Head over to the newsletter and check out this week's trailer watch because there's three, three trailers that you have to watch this week. Uh, This is kind of like the first tease of movie season. It's on the horizon. We can see it. We got our first look at David Fincher's The Killer starring Michael Fassbender. We got our first look at Michael Mann's Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Emeril Fennell's Saltburn. Uh, all three of those I think will factor prominently into award season and yeah, the trailers are great too. So you're going to want to check those out either on your own or at my newsletter again at mattcraig.substack.com. As for next week's show, we finally have a big movie to talk about. I'm very excited to talk about the equalizer three. Uh, the equalizer three is coming out this weekend. Denzel Washington as an action hero again, Uh, I think the first two equalizers are on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. So if you want to catch up on those throughout the week, then head out to the theater, see Equalizer 3. Also, I don't even know if you need to see the first two because, you know, Denzel beating up a lot of bad guys. I think you get the drift. (laughs) But um, until next Friday, guys, I guess I'll see you at the movies.